Welcome, 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 welcome to the doubled up, 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 the doubled up podcast. Welcome to the doubled up podcast. Let's go. Welcome to the Doubled Up Podcast, the weekly podcast talking all things trainers, sneakers, kicks, creps, whatever you call them, wherever you are in the world. I'm Matt and with me as he is every single week is Scott. Scott, how you doing, mate? Good, 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 good. good. Second weekend, we're still here. It's, it feels like I mean, it feels like 2024 has been really long already. <laughs> we're, we're oh. A week in. I feel like it's gone so quick and I also feel like 2024, like... New Year's a bit of a funny time, right? Because obviously it's like, ah, oh, New Year, new me for a lot of people. But realistically, it's just like, what's the difference between the 1st of Jan and the 31st of December, right? It literally feels no different. No, no, no. This week has felt different because it's fucking cold. Yes, yeah, Scott, I'm the one bringing up the weather this time. It, it, uh, is, it, it is. I feel cold. like we've stepped through the the wardrobe on the 31st of December and we've walked out on the 1st of January to a snowy Narnia. Like that's what's happened because it's all of a sudden very different outside. Have you, have you had snow? Yeah, it was a bit of snow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, oh, I mean, it's, no, it's no, London no. snow. So it's basically just solid rain. It doesn't actually settle anywhere, <laughs> but like we've I mean, had that, snow. That, that, that is kind of what frozen water is. No, um, but you know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't actually do anything. It's just like, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. You in the we, face we, and you think, oh, this is gross. And you carry on. We've had cold. We haven't had any snow here, but we have had cold. And I was quite glad because I, I bought myself in the Christmas sales, a nice new um, kind of big puffer Carhartt jacket. And uh, it has come in handy because it has been very cold. And our office is like this big barn conversion. And because of that, it doesn't regulate temperature well at all. Yeah. It's either really hot or really cold. So today, it was cooking in there for some reason. But earlier in the week, yeah, I was sat in my uh, my big thick coat all day in the office because for reason. I hate having to wear like a, a coat in an office or something. I've done this with other companies where like, I had the, the first company I ever worked for, the, the sales manager just basically had to have the aircon like blasting 24 7 so it just meant that like whether it was in the depths of winter or the like bright sunny uh summer the the aircon was just on full all the time <laughs> so like in the winter okay it's cold but you're wrapping up warm anyways yeah, in the yeah. summer people used to walk from their cars to the office in t-shirt and trousers or t-shirt and shorts or something, they would bring puffer coats with them to work because when they walked into the office, they would put their coat on and then mm. they'd take their coat off to leave the office. And I don't know, there's something horrible about having to like wear a coat all day in an office. That is not nice. It, it doesn't happen too often, mainly because um, most of the women in my office are perpetually cold. Like oh. all the time. It doesn't matter what the temperature is. They will sit there and be like, oh, it's so cold. Can we put the heating on? And I'm there in like T-shirt and shorts, like sweating. Like <laughs> it is, it's ridiculous. So yeah, I'm I'm surrounded by people that are a very different temperature to me, uh. um, which doesn't help anything. But um, yeah, New Year, um, same shitty weather. And um, I don't know about you. I feel like this is such a stereotypical thing oh, to yeah, say. Yeah. But my... 
has your gym been full of assholes since the new year started? <laughs> well, we had a conversation about this this morning on our group chat because I had a rather, I had a rather eventful time at the gym this morning. Well, it wasn't eventful because you didn't no, see any of it. <laughs> I was oblivious. I was oblivious. So uh, I've, I've started a new gym in Wimbledon. Uh, anytime fitness for anyone aware of the local Wimbledon area is basically like on the corner they've tr- they've transformed I don't know if that's the right word an old Argos into an anytime fitness uh, but it's basically on the corner of this like um, sort of crossroads really really busy road in Wimbledon so I'm there this morning doing my workout headphones on blaring music completely oblivious everyone else in the gym is completely oblivious because I didn't see a single person looking out the window Anyways, I walk out the gym today and directly in front of me is this crossroads and half the crossroads is completely taped off by police. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? I look down the road and there is a bus that has obviously been on fire that is now completely torched. (laughs) This bus was on fire right outside the window where I was working out and I was completely oblivious to any of this happening. The irony was, is that me being so in the zone, zone, I was listening to Killswitch Engage, uh, This Fire Burns, the irony, <laughs> like as this was happening outside. <laughs> you on the treadmill, storming away, thinking you're doing some like wrestling entrance with pyro in the background. Actually, turns out a bus was just exploding. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like... <laughs> It was so weird. I, I kind of went home and Hannah was like, how was your gym workout? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah not too bad. A bus was on fire though. And she went, sorry, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, bus was on fire. No big deal. So random. I mean, yeah, I I sort of said, yeah, we, we I've been dragged along to a couple of classes with, uh, with Verity as she's uh, kind of trying to keep active uh, while in the uh, grips of pregnancy. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll get dragged along to this core posture and flexibility class that i walk in and it's all like older people and i'm by far the youngest there by probably about 30 years um and the woman running it was probably about late 50s early 60s um they murdered me like it honestly the stuff they were getting us to do was just ridiculous and i was there like i did painful but walking past our gym as we were kind of leaving um yeah the kind of the center and yeah the people in the gym very different to the people i see uh, first thing in the morning um yeah very different indeed m- m- much younger clientele um at eight o'clock in the evening and um yeah we're way far more fewer s- clothes oh far fewer <laughs> i mean basically it was just bikinis and string vests like it was yeah it, it was just it was just rammed as well like and everybody basically just stood in front of the mirrors like just on and they're like god's sake like yeah definitely I, well the old men that go in the morning i'll tell you what would put all of them to shame though there there's some ripped old men in, in the coat first thing in the morning hey i don't I, I i do not doubt it one second i mean scott i know we, that's i suppose something that is like every single anyone listening to this podcast that is any which way shape or form a gym goer will know that like the january uh res, re, re, resolution is is a thing that happens every single year um we were talking there about the fact that 2024 feels already like other than the weather changing quite similar to 2023, but Scott, unfortunately there is something and to bring the sneaker related uh, kinder a little bit, there is something different about 2024 so far for me anyways, in comparison to 2023. 
And it's kind of, it's getting me down a little bit, Scotty boy. It, is it because you've gone a week without buying anything? Uh, no. I mean, I'm yeah. it's January. I'm skinned. I can't buy anything, even if it was like a free. If they paid me, I probably still couldn't afford to buy <laughs> trainers right now. Fair enough. But um, no, towards the end of last year, I became very attached to my standard white and black Sambas, right? Like we all know on this podcast that for years and years and years, <laughs> I have, well, not years and years because they haven't been out that long, but the whole time I had the Club C, the Reebok Club C, the Patter Club C was like my go-to, like by the door trainer that I put on and just wore everywhere, beat it to shit. And it's now been relegated to a gym shoe yeah. because it's so worn. I can't, you know, when like a shoe creases so bad and like, sort of like stained dirt gets in the creases it's like a permanent yeah. sort of like brown tint to it that's yeah. what the patter club see like at the minute so i've now moved on to the white and black sort of og samba however scott something i didn't say last week or at least i don't think i said last week had a little bit of an accident on new year's eve i uh slipped down a step at a friend's house at a party i went to and broke my little toe and um, yeah, no one, no one's going to see this, but Scott is just like shaking his head. Of course, of course, Matt's broken another boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Basically, tried to go to the toilet with the light off. Uh, me being a little bit pissed, um, slipped down a stair and broke my little toe. The only problem is, is that it's now like really swollen, um, and sambas are really, really narrow. I haven't been able to wear my sambas. For the last two weeks, because I've got a fucking broken toe, Scott. How am I supposed to beat my Sambas to death if I can't wear them? 2024, I'm supposed to be keeping the Samba trend going and I can't wear my Sambas. I'm very, very upset. I'm having to deliberately pick shoes that are like my wide foot shoes because I could, that's the only thing that means that I'm not limping down the street like, ow, ow, <laughs> ow, ow. So I, I know what you mean. Yeah, the, the, the Samba is, yeah, it's not the most forgiving of shoes if you do have like a a sore toe or something like that a blister no. or something not not forgiving yeah i could see the the switch to kind of the more meshy runner that's kind of a bit yeah. more bit more given there but i mean the fact that you broke your toe going to the toilet without turning the light on i yeah. mean i'm assuming you turned the light on when you got into the toilet or well, that was the go... that was actually the problem. So I was oh. sleeping. I, I went to a, I went to a party for New why, Year's why Eve. Are there stairs in their toilet, right? Basically, my friend's house. You walk in downstairs. You've got the living room and the spare like room slash office, right? But the way their house is set up is that you go up like four to five steps, and that takes you to almost like a middle floor where they you, you've got the kitchen, bathroom before you then go up a normal flight of stairs to the upstairs bedrooms. New right. Year's Eve, I'm staying over, but I'm sleeping on the sofa. I wake up in the middle of the night, think, right, I need to go to the toilet. So, of course, I don't know about you, Scott. I eat my carrots. So uh, when I wake up in the middle of the night, if there's no light on, you can kind of see. So, of course, me being a little bit pissed, walk to the toilet where I've walked already at this point, walked past the landing light. So I haven't turned the landing light on because I was being respectful of my friends. Walk into the toilet, turn the light on, do my business, turn the light off. The problem here, though, is that my eyes have now adjusted to the light being on. And when I turn it off, it's pitch black. So I then had to navigate down the stairs back to the sofa in complete darkness. I miscounted the steps, went down four, thought I'd gone down all five, bottom foot slipped. And as soon as I landed, I just felt and I went but I've broken my toes and fingers enough doing like sports when I was a kid to just know that feeling where it's like, bang. Yep. That's broken. I'll go back to bed. 
I'll deal with that in the morning. And uh, yeah, it's been wide shoes ever since. Although I have been getting a lot of wear from the car hoos that I wore in Florida uh, because they seem to just be really, really wide. So the car hoos are coming in clutch again. They saved me in Florida and they're saving me now in my broken toe phase. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I don't really know how to respond to that. I mean, yeah, It's the fine. fact that you you turned the light on, which was actually the problem. Yeah. Um... If I'd just done my business in the dark and walked back, I would have been fine. But no, I turned the light on, turned it off, and instantly went, oh, shit. Me being an idiot as well, I didn't even bring my phone, so I couldn't you, put I was about a torch to say, yeah, on. phone, No. phone torch. Left it on That's the side so simple. on charge. No. Like, just complete darkness. I just slipped down the bottom step, broke my toe. You have the excuse of being pissed. Yeah. You you do have that excuse, um, which I guess makes it somewhat better. I can't be But the only one that broke their little toe at New Year's Eve. Like I'm sure out there there's other people that slipped down a stair, go into the toilet and broke their toe. Surely. oh, a hundred percent. And Yeah, worse. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sure there were many, many, many worse accidents on New Year's. Although this year seemed a very quiet New Year's. No one, like, I didn't know too many people that were that were going out and partying quite as hard as somebody that breaks their toe going to the I didn't toilet. even go out and I party mean. that hard I went to a nice casual gathering with about 15 people around a friend's house who's just bought a new house so I didn't even go that hard like if I'd gone out clubbing all night and was absolutely bladdered to the point where I blacked out I woke up in the morning and I was like oh somehow I've broken my toe and I can't remember it I'd be like cool that's a funny story to tell I was a little bit tipsy and I slipped down a stair and broke my little toe. Like it's a really boring, as far as like breaking Yeah. a bone on New Year's Eve stories go, it's quite a boring story, isn't it? Um, Your other one was a better story. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the climbing accident was a much Yeah, better story. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. to be fair, I'd I'd blame his house for having a weird number of stairs Yeah. halfway between one floor and another. I mean, that's dumb. Yeah. Well, Stupid. as I said, I, I, as much as we could probably... sit here and uh give pointers to how my friend's new house should probably be rebuilt uh as i said the, the saddest part of all of this scott is like i said i haven't been able to wear my sambas so uh but hey don't worry guys I've 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 been wearing a lot of sambas in the past oh have week. you My my end sambas came out today. Yeah, had the offspring on as well. It's just yeah, just oh, I'm loving a samba. It hey it's, well it, it's childhood. It's childhood coming back, and I'm glad that it's now. It literally, I'm I've said this before, but the fact that like tracksuits, football shirts, cargo trousers, and now sambas. See, when I was a kid and everyone was taking the piss out of me. I was actually just, I was 20 years ahead. That's all it was. I was just 20 years too late, too early. Uh, well, talking about sambas and uh, uh, things that you loved as a child, we're about to, we'll move on to, we've got a little bit of a discussion topic for this middle part. I'm somehow bringing this in as a segue, Scott, because uh, I don't know if you've seen online, but uh, I know you're obviously a big, big football fan and uh, obviously a big fan of Adidas and a big fan of sambas. Uh, old Lionel Messi is uh, getting a couple of sambas. I don't know if you've seen this, Scott, but supposedly uh, Lionel Messi is actually getting two different colorways of uh, some Adidas sambas dropping at some point this year. Uh, one pair is a sort of standard kind of 
white leather pair with purple uh, stripes and it's got sort of messy branding on there uh, and I do believe there's another pair I think I saw some pictures I haven't seen as many pictures of the other pair but there was a second pair I saw that I think was white and blue so uh, but either way there's a minimum of one if not two uh, Lionel Messi Samba collabs coming and it got me thinking we've seen in recent years sports stars and athletes bringing out their own sort of collabs. I don't know if you can call it a collab because they're a signature athlete having their own shoe. suppose in this world, the closest thing you can call it is a collab. Last year, we had the Zion Williamson voodoo Jordan one low. Uh, In -hmm. previous years, we've had things like the the LeBron James uh, Air Max 95s and things like this. And obviously now we've got the Lionel Messi Samba coming out. There's been loads of others that I'm not referencing there, but they're just a couple that have uh, jumped out of the page for me. So I thought, Scott, we have a little chat about maybe any other signature athletes for any brand that we in a made-up world would like to see get their own shoe collab or own signature sort of lifestyle shoe so it can be any athlete across any sport but the number one rule is that they have to be a signature athlete of x brand and they have to bring out their own shoe from that brand okay so I don't know if you've got anything prepped, but I actually have uh, uh, one prepped here. So I'll, I'll run this idea by you, Scotty boy, and see whether or not uh, uh, you agree or, or, or maybe you won't. Maybe you will. I think you'll agree more because of where my mind is going more than this particular signature athlete. Because, of course, as we know, you're the football guy here. I am the uh, the basketball guy. So therefore, I'm, of course, choosing a signature basketball athlete. But I really want to see... LA Clippers player Paul George get an Air Max One. Paul George is a Nike signature athlete. He has his own PG range. However, every single year, Paul George brings out the PG whatever. I think at the minute he's up to a PG six, but he always brings out a PlayStation edition. Mm-hmm. And I really want to see a Paul George times playstation times nike air max one or air max 95 i think the air max one might be a little bit nicer because it's a little bit more sort of simple and a little bit more sporty and things like this but i know we've had the playstation air forces and i know we've obviously had the travis scott super limited playstation dunks uh, a year or two ago but why on earth do we not have a playstation air max one yeah that they would fly, absolutely fly. I feel like that needs yeah. to happen. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I mean, I agree. I, I don't understand why it, it makes more sense that than some of the other stuff they've done in the past. Certainly, um, yeah, I, yeah, very, yeah, good shout. I mean, like I say, it's just surprising it hasn't happened already. Um. I mean, for me, I mean, I, firstly, to kind of touching on these sambas, um, the first samba that you mentioned, the kind of the very standard white leather, white suede with the purpley stripes um, is shit. And to be honest, it, it, <laughs> it it's rubbish. And this is kind of half the problem with when they do sambas, like special sambas, when it's like Adidas, like, oh, 
Here's a Manchester United samba. It's Cheers. just a black. It's a black samba with a Man United logo yeah. on the top. The, the only Awful. ones that ever do. The only ones that ever do well, shoe wise anyway, is the Ajax ones because they n- nearly always pick good colorways. It's always kind of blacks with kind of the um, green, reds, yellows. It, it just works. It's quite nice. It's quite simple. They they they're the better ones. I'm not saying they're good, but they're better. And Real Madrid, because Real Madrid is white, gold, navy. It works. It's it's a very simple palette. However, they stick the fucking badge on the tongue and make it look cheap and nasty very yep. quickly. The um, only, just interjecting there, sorry, look, uh, Scott, um, the only football-based collab that I have ever, ever liked was the uh, Juventus ZX as part of the A to ZX series. Yeah. That, I mean, that only, was and it was literally yeah. just a premium it black and white. white. Exactly, it was a premium <laughs> white, black, and what like white and black leather ZX, and you just had different laces to represent the different kits, and the pink laces yeah. in the Juventus ZX. Oh, they looked good. This, this is the thing; it it's more subtle. Whereas, like, whenever they do it on a terrace shoe, they literally just get the logo, stick it on the top, color, and it it's rubbish. They've done better, like Adidas. Especially with uh, Manchester, with the, when they've done like United, they've done like the Stretford, and it's like you know it's a Manchester United shoe, but they're not like but... really saying it. It's not, it's like it, a bit of a yeah. yeah you have to yeah. know to know. I mean, it's like you know when they've done like the Pulse Beat um, kind of special. It's black. There is a strong link to Manchester and Manchester United in there, but it's not a Manchester United shoe. You can wear it and not have to go down that route. That's better. I must admit, this the second Messi Samba, I mean, the images, if you look at the shape, the difference in shape between oh, those two massive. Sambas is ridiculous. And the Messi one, the, the second one where it's white, much nicer, almost like Argentina blue on the stripes, darker blue tongue and the gold hit on the back. It looks way nicer. It feels like there's been a bit more care taken on these. I still think they look a bit childish and I still think they look a bit rubbish. Yeah. Messi is actually embroidered on it, um, embossed on it, sorry. Nice. The Messi logo is shit. So it, again, it it cheapens it a little bit in my opinion. I just but don't that like one the gold on the bad. heel. Like the gold bit on the heel. I don't mind that. No, I think if that was the same blue as the stripes and they had sort of like like the 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 argentinian blue on the sides and then the royal blue on the tongue and laces i feel like that would just kind of again quite clean but the problem with these types of um samba collabs is when you do see a lot of them one after another after another after another they do kind of look very very similar um oh yeah the first one especially like the, the purple one that you were referring to before Scott and I mentioned previously, I'm pretty sure they just released that shoe like as a purple and gum sole GR. And all yeah. they've done is replace the Adidas logo on the tongue with the messy logo. Yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't seem, it really does seem quite lazy. It'll get the kids going. Like that's that. The football fans will it, love but... it. Like I said, the messy fans, oof, they're going to. Oh yeah. I mean, field day here. hundred percent. I think, yeah, it, it's they're They're fine. I mean, they are what they are, whatever. Um, I, I do think, put a fold-down tongue on them, though. And you know what? With all of these, if they did a fold-down tongue, strap. right? Well, I might be taking it a bit too far. But if you put if you put a fold-down tongue, like a Wales Bonner, kind of what they've been doing with that kind of fold-down tongue with the Adidas logo, and then if you really want to put the badge of the club, 
put it on the underside of the tongue. It's hidden. You don't have to see it, but it is there if you really want it. Yeah, that would work better. Anyway, we'll go get to the kind of the the, the sports star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is really kind of tricky. I think there's a few Nike athletes. I think Nike do have kind of a, a quite a a collection of athletes that you yeah, can yeah. pull on and like say just give them give them a good Air Max or something like that. Um, I mean, you could do if you really wanted to something like a like a, a a Marcus Rashford is their kind of poster. You could give him like an Air Max one or something because he's done a lot of training in Air Max ones, etc. But I can't see it happening. I mean, personally, I, I almost think you need to go back. It, you need to go backwards and kind of go to some of the, they're still almost poster athletes for them, but just not active poster athletes. So someone like, the original Ronaldo, the R9, give him his iconic. They have done similar things where they've got his iconic boots and put it on. But if I if I was going to pick one as a personal, like my favourite footballer of all time, Zinedine Zidane, I know he ended up kind of headbutting somebody and going off in, in, in his last game. But give him like a proper, give him a ZX, give him a Samba in like OG Predator colorways, but with nice nods to his clubs and his achievements It'd be good. I, 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 I just feel like a ZX lends itself really well to doing this. I feel like with the football teams, I feel like if they did a ZX as opposed to a Samba, they'd have more to play with, and it would you could do it like with the Juventus. You know, it, it, the logo was on the back, but it you could it tell it was cheap. kind of Juventus, but it didn't. Yeah, and it was premium materials. I think the Sambas, it's it's simple, and it? it's like black, red, badge, white, black badge like it's just so fucking stupid and boring and it's for the kids um get the badge Scott. get the badge literally yeah rock that with your stony you'll be all there um but yeah i i would like something like a zinedine zidane or even like a david beckham like getting his own proper samba that or in zx I, th- I think a zx would be better um or literally just just give most like I mean at the moment Nike athletes like I say give them a ninety five give them a TN. Um, I did see some really cool mock ups and I, you could probably do this like with an athlete of giving football teams TN like kind of inspired. So we're gonna get into well Mbappe had of, the uh, the TN boots in here. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into that a bit, but yeah, what there was so there was a really cool one where it was like. For Marcus Rashford, it was Manchester. So it was a Manchester red with faded kind of gold and black up. And it just looks so classy and so clean. And they're like, yeah, that works. Like, yeah, I like those ones. And it's like when you said, having a PlayStation, like realistically, what people see it and go, that's a PlayStation shoe. But the people that know, like, it is an athlete shoe. Yeah, It's more... Yeah, with basketball, it's, with basketball, it's very. Shit. Yeah, you're absolutely right. With, with basketball, like stars, I think because of the way that their signature shoes work, like a couple of them have these sort of signature colorways that they tend to redo on their most recent models. Like I'm thinking about uh, recently, um, I saw an article where Kevin Durant said that the best Jordan ever made was the Air Jordan One Low. And mm. Kevin Durant always has uh, an aunt pearl color of whatever his yeah, signature yeah, yeah. shoe is. Hey, yeah, cool. an, like an aunt pearl Kevin Durant Jordan One Low 
in the yeah. OG oh, shape. That definitely. would be beautiful. Uh, but again, I think it's because the fact that these it's a li- that there's a closer link with basketball players to lifestyle where obviously some of the big silhouettes that we love nowadays are basketball shoes that have turned lifestyle. I think it's easier to sort of like translate that across again, thinking about Mm. like a PlayStation Air Max or something like that, where Paul George, he always has a PlayStation colorway. It's a little bit different with football stars because the only thing they ever have is whatever boot they're wearing, which is very performancey or their badge, which like you said, most signature athlete logos look shit these days oh my god the the only what i mean jordan i mean to be fair i know it's iconic but even the jump man like you stick a jump man on something and it, it doesn't look great yeah I, the only one that i the only logo that i've ever looked at and gone that's quite cool is the roger federer logo it's okay, clean yeah, yeah, yeah. it's classy it's like the r and the f just like nicely blended it looks really nice but yeah like messi's one awful cr7's awful like they're they're all a bit rubbish. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, some of the some of the basketball ones are are all right. You know, there are a couple that are quite. There's I can't remember who it is. There's the one that's like got the K with like the three lines that kind of go through oh, it. Um, Kawhi Leonard. Shout out Kawhi Leonard, by the way, for uh, making me happy and signing an extension with the Clippers. Thank you very much for any basketball fans out there. <laughs> but uh... did, the Clip- did the Clippers lose recently? Clippers are fucking doing great at the minute. We did oh, lose to the, we did lose to the Lakers, which is always a that's, bit hurtful. That's who I knew. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we're actually we're we're on a bit of a tear this year, and it's a, a little bit scary because uh, this is for any fan out there. I suppose being a Clippers fan is kind of like being a Tottenham fan. I can imagine. <laughs> I feel like every few years, Tottenham fans get this like, or maybe an, I tell you what, Arsenal fans. A cl- being a Clippers fan is kind of like being an Arsenal fan. I know, obviously, they're rivals, but what I mean is, is going to mean exactly the same. In recent years, even be careful Tot- what you say. You're going to trigger a lot of people. You're going to be on AF right. TV. The soon. point, the, the point I'm making is that for both of those teams, they go through stints of being like, "This is our year," right? Like, obviously, was it last year or or the year before? It's I don't know. Where Arsenal every, were like basically. Every, every- Every year for Arsenal fans, they still want their coach sacks. <laughs> yeah, every single year they're like this close to winning the Premier League and it's finally our year. And that's literally the Clippers. Every like few years they go for a rebuild. They get these big stars. This is the time the Clippers finally eclipse the Lakers. And then it never happens. Uh, and this year, unfortunately, we're playing really well. And I'm now not naive enough to realise this will all end in tears, exactly like Tottenham <laughs> fans and exactly like Arsenal fans. So that's Arsenal the fans have never I mean. had hope. Yeah, you can't compare that to Tottenham because Tottenham have never had any hope of winning anything. Sorry, well, Tottenham they... fans. Prozac, I apologise, but you know it's correct. Weren't they in the Champions um... League final like X a few years ago or something? Semi, they... Semi-final. Semi-final. Yeah, but they're no, no, close no, enough, no, 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 no. They I were in the it. final. Yeah, Did they lose to Liverpool? Yeah, batters. I said a football thing. Good <laughs> <laughs> uh, say. Well, well done. I mean, I I knew that the Clippers lost. I mean, there we go. I, hey, this is this is the pissing <laughs> contest. We both we we both listen to each other and we both sort of but, semi respect the the sports yeah, that we both like. But actually, actually, logos just keep them away from any signature yeah. shoe. Like I I understand, but if you're do, like I mean, it's like when they put the LeBron logo on the Air Max One. It's like. Just you could have done everything else, but that. Oh yeah, he did the Liverpool LeBron Air Max ones. God, 
and the kit and everything. And this yeah, is forgot about those rubbish. They just don't really do. There's there's been some nice ones. Ronaldinho had one when he was kind of doing his stuff with Nike and that. But in general, Cristiano Ronaldo, ninety seven. CR7 logo is rubbish. Yeah, I know, just, but I'm, yeah, I, I, I know nasty. that logo's not great, but I'm saying, like, as far as the the Air Max 97s go, like, they he, he did some... Yeah. They were nice yeah, shoes. They, yeah, this thing, there have been some good shoes. Like, they have... Yeah, and I think Nike do it way better. Um, but you don't generally see too many signature athletes getting lifestyle shoes with Adidas. I think it's just messy, it's messy, and quite frankly, the last year... He can do whatever year, he wants. Well, he won the World Cup, which makes him the best ever, essentially, in the eyes of nearly everybody at this point. There will be arguments about Ronaldo. But, like, well, we general... really are. We should have a trigger warning with this episode <laughs> because I'm comparing Tottenham fans with Arsenal fans, and you're then in, insulting every Ronaldo fan out there in the world by saying this I, is the I, best I, in the world. I, I mean, I, I'm a Man United fan. I love Ronaldo, but Messi is kind of, he's done the thing that everyone went, that's the one. And now Adidas are fucking banking on it because it's like, Argentina kits being raffled off. Adidas Sambas, Argentina-based. Yeah, Argentina Sambas. You've had Messi Sambas, two pairs of Messi Sambas. They're going all in on this because they're like, look. We have success. Amazing. Messi. Literally, it's just everything (laughs) is going to have Messi on it for so long. Um, Even the Inter-Miami kits. Like, again, Adidas. Flown out. Yeah. Crazy, but yeah, no, I think there's 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 a lot of options. I think Nike do it better um, yeah. in terms of this. Um, I didn't even you... I didn't even want to think about it. like when I was thinking about what athlete I would like to like see. I didn't even contemplate a single Adidas athlete because I just know that Adidas make these types Fuck of clubs <laughs> cheesy as hell. Like they can take yeah. something that I love, like Star Wars, and turn it into something shit. So if they can turn Star Wars into they, a shit they've, shoe, they've done some decent, like Star Wars ones, though. Right? Like... If if we're lining them all up, it's like one decent shoe for every twenty-eight shit ones. Yeah, but I mean, I thought you'd like them because you're a big child, and most of them are for children. But don't get me wrong; I'm quite happy to take the Darth Vader said X. Yep, yeah, cool. yeah, that's that's what I was thinking of. To be honest, well, they, they did the Boba Fett the... ones. The Boba Fett ones were quite cool. Mm, quite cool. No, Not really wearable, like, um, but quite cool. No, uh, I, there was almost. A, I always say on this podcast that I never get into Ultra Boost. Uh, there was a very brief moment where I almost bought the X Wing Ultra Boost and then realised that I don't like Ultra Boost, so that's <laughs> the why I didn't buy them. But they were kind of yeah. cool, uh, and they hit the sales everywhere a few years ago. But mm. uh, the majority of them, like, I don't even know how many hairy shoes they've made Chewbacca themed. So, like, if they can fuck up Star Wars, they can fuck up most signature athletes that I love. So I didn't even yeah. want to think about Adidas. I went straight to the Nike athletes and went straight to Paul George. So, uh, no, yeah. Fair I enough. Think... Yeah, no, but I agree. Before we go on to a huge tangent with uh, everything sports related and really before me and Scott piss off any more sports fans we should probably move into our first main segment of the podcast and that is shoes rounds every single week we spend a little bit of time looking back at some of the biggest news stories that have happened in the wonderful world of sneakers and give our thoughts and opinions this week it is me taking shoes rounds without further ado i'll pass over to me for shoes rounds Okay, Scotty boy, it's quite nice being back in the uh, Shoes Round studio. I know we were here last week, but I just, I've missed this place over the last few weeks. <laughs> uh, 
news this week. It's been, again, another slow news week, uh, especially in regards to sneakers. We've had some big sporting news, like, for example, Tiger Woods uh, leaving Nike after 20 plus years and uh, rest in peace. We also had Franz Beckenbauer pass away at age 78 this year, uh, this week as well. Uh, So some big sporting news that I suppose has an impact on sneaker culture, but I wanted to focus this segment on something that is more sneaker orientated. And unfortunately, Scott being the beginning of the year, the only thing I can possibly see online Uh is news relating to upcoming releases we're at that stage of the early stage in the year where people are looking forward at the biggest sneaker releases that are happening this year and eagerly anticipating them and a big shoe that a lot of people have been anticipating for 2024 is actually coming earlier than we might have anticipated because we are of course talking about the air jordan 4 bread reimagines now for the last couple of years we've had a number of iterations of reimagined shoes we don't need to go into the argument scotty as to what is reimagined and what isn't we've had that argument a number of times but if we're thinking about all of the ones that anyone would consider reimagined we of course have the bread um uh the, the patent breads we of course have the lost and found uh, jordan ones we of course have the reimagined jordan three you also have the suede reimagined royal jordan ones and now we have an iteration of the bread jordan four this shoe is supposedly releasing mid-February around the 17th and Soul Supplier have it on their website for about £190. This shoe is really splitting opinions because it is ultimately a standard bread. However, instead of having the suede or nubuck upper like a normal bread for woods, it is all leather upper. Some people are saying this is what the bread should always be and it's completely winterized and this is going to be everyone's new winter beta. Other people are saying it is absolutely trash because they can't ever beat the original bread for uh, a lot of people are still going to be excited about this shoe i'm sure when it comes to mid-february this will probably end up starring in the double up like a double up double down segment whether it is a double up or a double down you'll have to carry on listening to uh, to see but scott what are your opinions on the jordan 4 bread reimagined now that we've got sort of like officially images and things like this yeah i mean this is one of them. I, the bread for, it's black and red. For I, it, it's. Oh, is that what bread stands for? Black and red. Only OGs know. <laughs> Only OGs know. Um, but they, I, this, it, it. To be fair, I think, I think I prefer. I do prefer the look of the leather version. I don't know what. I think I do prefer it now. I agree. It's kind of like, say, it's a winterized version. I mean, black suede, I mean, whatever. Like, it'll pick up a bit of dirt, but, I mean, it's still black. Like, it's not the end of the world. The one thing that, in my opinion, would to kind of separate this shoe from its predecessors is there is some information out there saying that Jordan 4s going forward will be the same spec as the SB Jordan 4s. If that is the case, this would probably go down potentially as one of the best Jordan 4s ever made in terms of colorway, Wow! in terms of the material. It's going to be very hit and miss because there are going to be people that are very like, no, it's an OG, it should be suede. But if it's good premium leather and it's good quality, and then you've got the comfort of the SB4 that everyone kind of bangs on about, I mean, you're on to a winner there, aren't you? Like that, 
that makes it a, a very, very good shoe. Because I think that's the one qualm that most people have about the four is it's borderline unwearable um, in terms of it, how it's comfort. It's not a, yeah. it's not something you can have wear for a long period of time and be like, this is fine. Like a winter beater. Can't really well, have a four as a winter about, beater because you can't wear it for yeah. so long. But Talking about winter beaters, yeah. a lot of people that are into Jordans, their winter beater is the uh, Black Cement 3, right? And like, yeah. obviously, yeah, I'm, I'm not... I'm not yeah. a Jordan aficionado. Funnily enough, as we've learned over the last few years, I can't comment on the difference in comfort between the four and the three. I know a lot of people say the four is a very, very uncomfortable, borderline unwearable shoe. Uh, some people say it's fine. Again, it's always going to be down to individual tastes and, and, and kind of comfort and things like this. But for you, Scott, how different, like how far apart is the comfort of a Black Cement 3 versus, say, a Jordan 4? I mean, a three... For me, it's not the most comfortable shoe in the world, but it, okay. it's it. I could wear it all day and be be fine. Like it, okay. it, I don't have any problems. It's same with the one. It's like you'd wear it and you go, it's all right, but my feet do kind of ache. You by feel the end it of at it. the end of the day. If I was say, if I'm traveling to London and we're going for a day around in London or whatever, I know I'm going to be putting a fair few miles on the clock. I am picking a Jordan. Okay. Like in general, I'm going to pick. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'll pick a run or something. I mean, between no, but, a four, I, I think the, the, the question I make, the question I'm asking is like, is it like? I think a three is so, more comfortable than a four. But is it like a three? It, uh, is is it like a three feels like a slipper versus a four, or is that a three is like wearable and a four is unwearable? Is, is, it, what, is the question I'm making? It's been so long since I've had a four. And worn it regularly because I just I've right. all the fours I had I just got rid of because I just didn't wear them they were they weren't particularly comfortable like I say even the back tab the fact that the back tab kind of can scrape your ankles and stuff like it's yeah. just a weird I mean I know we say Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time anyway but the fact that he actually did everything he did in these fucking god awful uncomfortable <laughs> trainers is <laughs> incredible um, but yeah I it, in terms of aesthetic and like the way this shoe is. Uh, it it's preference in it if you like suede or you like leather it, yeah it, there's not much in it. it it's it's it depends if it's a very shiny leather and it's like one of those where kind of you look at it and you go you probably go not so much but if it is like a, a black cement three leather that they've used recently where it is kind of that matte and kind of nice you know good quality yeah great um but like i say if they do use the yeah the sb4 specs there is no i there will be not a single fan that would kind of argue that this shoe isn't better than the OGs because it, it has to be because the spec, the comfort is just will be next level yeah, compared but I think, to it. So, yeah, but some we'll people, see. there's a lot of people that say that, like, obviously, the one of the most iconic Jordans of all time is, of course, the Chicago one, right? But there's a mm -hmm. big amount there's a large population of jordan fans that will say that actually the bread four is a better shoe and they would put it higher on the mount rushmore versus the air jordan one chicago i'm not saying that everyone thinks that but i'm saying there's a there's a big portion of people that say that the best shoe ever made is the normal bread four so you saying like oh if it's a little bit comfier the leather version has to be the best because that's like saying uh a gore-tex university like a, a gore-tex anniversary red air max one is instantly better than the original air max one it's like well no that's not always the case yes yeah. it might be more practical but actually for people that are really fans of the og it's going to be totally different the reason why i started going down the avenue of like the the black cement three is like as i said for me i actually 
I like the black leather. I really like the way that it's sort of from the pictures it looks. I also mm. like the look of the suede pair. Like for me, it's sort of like you're splitting hairs by saying one's yeah, infinitely yeah, better than the other. But again, for me, like it really then starts coming down to practicality, like you said. And if this is the comfier shoe because it's the SB spec and it is leather rather than suede and i know black suede is still wearable in the winter but this is going to be a little bit more resilient a little bit more waterproof i'm just thinking there's a handful of people out there that probably wear the black cement three as a constant beater in the winter if this is more comfortable than the black cement three and it's more of an iconic colorway i don't see how people can't like this because of not that it's better than the original bread but more just this is a comfier cleaner winter shoe like that's all i'm thinking yeah, of is like yeah, yeah. this that's why i was asking the question how big is the difference in they, comfort because it's if it's infinite this might then all of a sudden become on par to a black cement mm. three which is still not a bad thing to say because a lot of people love a black cement three mm. but if the difference in comfort between a three and a four is only minor and this then blows the three out of the water i do not see how this doesn't become a jordan's mm. a jordan fan's go-to winter shoe yeah like, oh, this just 100%. Is, is, OG colorway, leather, comfortable. This is a perfect winter shoe. Whether you it's... think it's better than the Bread 4 or not, oh. sure, there's, a, there's a place for this in everyone's rotation if you yeah. like a Bread 4. I mean, yeah, 100%. I don't understand how people, and some people are getting very, very really tribal. Really annoyed at it. Like, really, in, in like, terms, I hate yeah. this shoe because it's leather. It's like, really? You, you it, can't. Does, you does can't. a material it, really impact it that it, bad? It, no. It Like, it... In this regard, like everything about the shoe is the same, other than the fact you've gone suede for leather. Like it's really not that big a difference. Um, and a lot of the time, going, going, l l l making a suede shoe leather is normally way better than, in my opinion, than making a leather shoe suede. Like if we think about the Reimagine Royals yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. last year, like they are sitting on shelves in the sale right now, and it's That's because. A suede Jordan one upper like that, it just looks a bit weird, right? Like, but for me, taking a suede shoe and turning it leather, it's like, well, actually, now what you've done is maybe made it feel a bit more premium. That's that's interesting because if and that's a very interesting point actually, because I think if you if the OG Jordan ones were all suede, and then we turned them leather as the reimagined, I wonder what the thought would be for people the reaction oh you've ruined it well but have we missed yeah. like yeah the, it's different like say going from leather to suede it's kind of you've made a shoe that is very practical and maybe made it less practical especially if it's a bright color like if you had a, a suede chicago yeah it's less practical because of the materials but i mean in general like say it's a black shoe like black suede black leather it's not it's not enough for people to get as angry as they are about it. Yeah. And quite frankly, in terms of shoes that have been leaked so far, in terms of big hyped releases, this is by far the best one we've seen so far. Because quite frankly, the Travis Scott Yellow Canaries are fucking dog shite. And the fucking Cold Wall T-End, I, I don't know what has happened there and why somebody has walked through cement in them and gone, you know what, we're going to sell them. But come on, people. Yeah, just, just enjoy the breads. Well, I think I, I don't think I can top that little rant that you've gone through there, Scott. And I feel like you also maybe have had a bit of a release. So I think with that, that's the news. And 
breathe. <laughs> and breathe, Scotty boy. Okay, right. We are back out of the Shoes Round studio, back into the Double Up podcast studio, and we are moving on to our next main segment, which is Double Up, Double Down. Every single week, we look ahead at some of the upcoming releases. Uh, we pick a shoe that we like, a double up, a shoe that we dislike, a double down, and a sleeper pick, a shoe that we feel will be a little bit lost amongst the hype. Scott, it is your turn to take Double Up, Double Down. So without further ado, I'll pass over to you for Double Up, Double Down. Thank you very much. Um, so the double up for this week is, again, football inspired um, because the double up for this week is the Nike Air Max Plus or the TN, shall we say, in the purple voltage colorway. Now, the reason this is kind of football inspired because the, this shoe got kind of leaked slash kind of very strongly hinted towards by PSG and France um, kind of superstar Kylian Mbappe um, by debuting the Nike Mercurial Superfly um, in the same colorway and design. They had translated the kind of the TN upper onto a Mercurial um, football boot, which he debuted. And um, yeah, it, it lo and behold, it came in a lovely pack with this shoe as well. Um so, yeah, I mean, this shoe is releasing on the 15th, um, £175. Um, this is deemed as one of the OG colorways of the TN. Um, its last retro was in 2018. That was the only time it's ever been retro. So this is really only the third time this shoe has ever been available to the public. Um, standard TN, obviously, we're celebrating the 25th anniversary at the moment. Very bright vault purple as they're calling it colorway um with kind of the black overlays on a standard tn black laces black tongue and then you've got the lovely hits of that bright orange on the little tiny mini swoosh on the sides and then the air bubbles as well um it's a very classic looking shoe um i'm a big fan of this i, I think it looks great um yeah just big big fan um lovely looking shoe eh, i'm not that sold on it um, I, I, it's so bizarre because one of my favorite sort of like shoes from last year was, of course, the the Pata Barcelona TN, which mm. if you really sort of like, if you almost take this purple and separate it a little bit, you've kind of got that almost Barcelona-esque color, haven't you? Because obviously the Barcelona is sort of like a purpley, reddy sort of color that goes into the mm. blue. It ain't that far away from, from this shoe. But for some bizarre reason, uh, I just... It's all right, but this just for me, um, yeah, it's just it's it's just not really for me. It seems a little bit too TNE for me to like, and I know that sounds like a really silly. I know that sounds like Are a really flashbacks? silly. Yeah, I, I would definitely be. I would be wearing this in year eight of secondary school with my tracky bottoms halfway down my legs, my boxers showing, trying to rob my local one stop, and. <laughs> Like I, I don't that that's what I get with this. Like I have to be really picky with certain TNs that I know the whole idea of it is that they're bright and and kind of very loud. But sometimes I see this and I kind of or see a TN colorway and I'm thinking it's a little bit too TNE for me. And that's unfortunately what I get from this. But as I said, it's bizarre because you put these next to the patters and there ain't a huge amount of difference. Even sort of like the colors on the air bubble and things like this. The pa uh, the patter pair had sort of like an orange air bubble towards the back. But for some reason, this combination of purple and orange i know it's sort of like an og colorway it just it, it doesn't float my boat i know a lot of people will be excited about it but this ain't for me i'm not the i'm not the target audience for this shoe 
No, um, I like it. I like the release alongside the football boot as well. I think it's a very nice crossover, and I think football fashion is a is kind of a, a very much in a boom period, and this makes sense. Again, Nike doing it well. Um, I like it. I'm adamant that I will have a TN in my collection at some point soon, but what I don't know. The Barcelona pair was very tempting. I must admit, but yeah, I really, I, I, I really imagine... hate that anything Supreme is always so fucking expensive because I really, really, <laughs> really, really, really yeah. want the green Supreme TN. Yes. Yes. So good. In fact, almost any of the Supreme of TNs. Yeah, I'll take any of them to be perfectly honest. But the green specifically, I love. But mm. you, you look at them online and they're quite expensive shoes. Yeah, they are absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm a big fan. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking um, for a TN at some point And I'm imagining there's going to be quite a few this year with the anniversary. So that's an exciting time. Um, but we're going to move on to the double down um, for this week, which um, ironically, after kind of talking about Samba so much, the double down is a Samba. Um, it's the F.A. Samba shoe or um, to give it its appropriate name, the fucking awesome um, Samba shoe, which is incredibly ironic because it's absolutely not fucking awesome. It's shite. Um, it is a black and white Samba. That's it. It's literally a black and white Samba. It's releasing on the 17th of January for £100. Um, and yeah, it supposedly, right, it is a flip of the previous Dill Samba that we had. Um, Dill being kind of the surname of the founder of fucking awesome. So um, hence why they've kind of done this swap Jason around Dill. of it. Yeah, I the dill samba i, I like i do really like nice, that it's because it's an nice. it's an og samba with a translucent yeah heel. it's a nice touch i mean I, it's i didn't buy it because i'm there like oh, it's not far off another samba it's yeah. nice but a white and black samba this black and white one is it's bold it's it's fine but it yeah it doesn't really do much um I've read lots of articles saying why. I mean, there's one from GQ of all places saying that the uh, fucking awesome Adidas Samba is better than the regular Adidas Samba. However, I've read the whole article and they don't actually give one single reason as to why it is. Um, because it it is literally a black and white Samba with some embroidery on the tongue and a different sock liner. Um, yeah, it looks like a school shoe. So that's all I really have to, to say about it. And it, the... Uh, if this, if this shoe didn't have a black uh, midsole, if it had a white midsole or a slightly brown midsole, like the normal black and white Samba, then I might be able to get behind it. Because if we think about what the Jason Deal Samba did, I know I said just a second ago that it's basically a black and white Samba, but with a translucent sole. It doesn't have the suede. It is all leather and it does look a little bit more premium than the normal OG Samba. And they could have just done exactly the same thing here where they could have just done an entire black leather upper with a brown midsole or even a white midsole. And they could have gone, yeah, there we go. There's the little bit of sort of pizzazz it needs. But this looks like a shoe that you could probably pick up as a knockoff in Dykeman. And like because of that, I don't like it. Um, it's, it's purely the black sole. Like, you can't go wrong with muted colours on a samba because that's literally what the samba is. But 
It's just the fact that it's all black. And you say it all the time, Scott, when you're mixing blacks or you've got black on black on a shoe or on a piece of clothing, it's really hard to get the blacks the same. And because of the fact it's really hard to match a black leather upper with a black gum midsole uh, or sort of like rubber midsole, it, it makes the midsole kind of look gray and it just it looks a bit, it's purely that midsole. If they change the midsole, I'd actually kind of like it, even though it's a boring upper. <laughs> but uh, it's it's how one tiny little bit of a shoe can can make all oh, such a difference. This is a shoe that I would one thousand percent be wearing to school if I was going to school. This would be this yeah. would be this year's school shoe. Yeah, no, um, I agree. I've seen a lot of black sambas around going into school this year. It's uh, yeah, it's taking over the air force slightly. Um, but we're moving on to the sleeper pick for the week, and I, I, I can't actually believe I'm picking this, but um, it, there's not much releasing this week, and I'm, it's, it's intrigued me, because um, the sleeper pick for this week is the Nike Air Footscape Woven in the Light Orwood Brown colorway, releasing on the 16th of January for £165. It says it's a women's um, colorway, however, it All is going from... Them. 2.5 up to a 14 so yeah. plenty of sizes um this shoe is a very very nice um kind of brown and beige colorway of the woven footscape kind of the the lowest part of the shoe kind of being a very dark brown um kind of leather and then kind of the actual woven part of it it, in a slightly lighter brown um, kind of suede material and then the upper kind of being a nice kind of beige um, suede with the off-center tongue um, and lacing system in kind of again sail colorway and then kind of a very dark brown slash black um, midsole and outsole um, I don't know what it is about this shoe that kind of makes me look at it and go oh because the footscape is something that I have been very adamant I don't like for a very long time Obviously, we have had it preached to us by many people on this podcast about how amazing the footscape is, particularly Aman. Um, Aman was a big, a big old fan of this. And shoe. Jeffrey loves a footscape as well. Jeffrey loves a footscape. Yeah. Um. There, there's definitely a little um a club around this. Calf loves a footscape seen, as well. I've yeah, calf with the the comfort um has kind of been coming through. I've been seeing the footscape appear a lot recently. Yeah. There's been a lot of very interesting colorways on it, and I think it's great for a footscape fan. But this, I do look at it and I go, "Ooh, that's a nice colorway," and I not it makes me less mad at the shoe. Um, this is an example of a good colorway making a silhouette better. Whereas, the you know there are, chan the colorway is a big thing. As I mean, like we mentioned the Travis Scott. I mean, you've put canary and blue on it, and it's awful. Um, whereas you've actually made a good colorway. You put it on a slightly worse model aesthetically, but you've made it look better. Um, I, I I don't know what it is, but I do quite like this shoe, and it may be after all these years that I may have to admit that maybe the. The footscape is a, a very underrated model, but this is so funny that you're changing your mind on this shoe. Whereas uh, I actually think this is by far head and shoulders the worst footscape they've released oh. today. I really, really do not like that dark midsole outsole combo. 
Um, I really, really like the upper. I like the dark leather at the bottom, going into the lighter brown, going into the sort of tan, grey, sort of like suede at the top. Uh, but I just think if they had changed that midsole to match the upper, the, the top part of the upper, and then had a black uh, outsole, yep, would have been sold. I just don't like the fact that it's like solid black that goes up to the light Ooh. i've really really liked all the footscapes up until this point but if you look at the majority of the footscapes that have released last year uh, all of them are light midsole dark outsole mm. and then a slightly more patterned or darker upper uh not a lot of them have had sort of like a, an all dark midsole and ex literally exactly the same problem with the samba we just spoke about it's the midsole that has made me look at this and go uh, no, because the upper itself is really, really nice. But the midsole, I, I absolutely cannot stand this shoe because of it. Like, it's just, I just think it makes it look bad. Fair enough. I mean, a bold call, bold call. Yeah, I, I'm not, I don't know. It, it's a weird one. I'm, I'm still not sold on this model, but I really like the model. Away. I think it's so cool. People make this shoe look sick. Yeah, well. yeah, like, yeah. I've seen people wearing this, and I'm thinking, Dad, I, I, I see people on Instagram and see people out around London, and I'm thinking, you're making me want to buy this shoe. All of them are sick. I've loved a lot of the sort of safari giraffe print that they've had and things like this. They're super cool. I love the fact that with that woven bit down the side, it gives you something extra to play with, like an extra piece of material and color that you can really disrupt the shoe. But as I said, I just don't like the, I just don't like the dark. Um, midsole that's literally it. Like I said you change this midsole to a grey or a white or a cream yep I'd be singing the praises of it but I just don't like the fact it's black fair enough well it, seeing as this is a shoe you dislike have you got a shoe that you like yeah because I feel like I've been a negative week. Nancy for the double up double down this week I've said that I'm not really a big fan of the double up I don't like the double down and also I'm not a big fan of the sleeper pick but we do have a steal of the week <laughs> Steal of the week this week, uh, we have the Air Jordan 1 Low 85 in the University Red and White colorway. I mean, it's a white leather shoe. Scott, we know by now I love a white leather shoe. It's a Jordan 1 Low in the OG shape, which is a really, really nice shoe. As I said earlier, for Kevin Durant, best Jordan ever made. Uh, but you can't beat a sort of white-red combo. It's on Offspring. £70 uh, or kind of was what 145 reduced down to £70 and looking at the size run we have a three pretty much all the way up to uh, a 12 in fact we do have a three all the way up to a 12 so unless you're a size 13 wow. you can get yourself a bargain uh, and I'm sure I don't know but at some point there'll probably be some sort of extra 10-20% off sale items code <laughs> that then this time of the year like when the sales have been running for a couple of weeks, as we start getting closer to February, a lot of these uh, stores will want to get rid of their sales stuff and they always chuck an extra 10, 20% on. So yeah, if anyone wants a cheap Jordan one low, uh, that's an everyday wearer, there you go. Yeah. Love. I mean, it's a good looking shoe. There's a lot of um, OG lows in the sales at the moment. And yeah, um, yeah I'm sure Damo's bank account is uh, crying out with all of these uh, in the sales. Um, but there we go. Yeah, good shoes. Like I say, good model, popular model in the sale. Aye. Can't go wrong, can you? 
Well, Scott, that moves us on to our final segment of the episode, and that is, of course, the Doubled Up Podcast. Triple Up. So, Scotty boy, we uh, changed this segment a little bit last week. I promised our listeners that we would ditch the old triple up uh, and introduce a new version, which is going to be our new sort of end game moving forward. Uh, what I'm, what we essentially do is every single week, I'm going to present Scott with three shoes. However, we are going to present these shoes one at a time. The whole idea of the game is from these three shoes, Scott is essentially going to blind rank them. So I'm going to present Scott with a shoe. He needs to say whether he wants it at the top middle or bottom i'll present scott with the second shoe and then finally the third but the whole idea is scott is ranking these shoes completely unaware as to what the next shoe is going to be and he has to live with his consequences uh now scott you were quite happy with your picks from last week uh wonder whether or not that theme is gonna continue this week and seeing as you were very happy that you wore your end sambas this week i thought we would do a round uh, themed with end collaborations. It's no secret that we love an end collaboration on this podcast. Uh, Scotty Boy, are you ready to hear your first shoe? Hit me with it. You almost can't go wrong with an end collab, can you? So I feel like all of these are going to be good. It's just whether or not you're happy first, second or third. So the first shoe that I'm going to give you is the end Adidas ZX 9000 Kiln from back in 2020. Ooh, I ooh, I do like that shoe, but it, it's so unwearable. Like I, I don't. Yeah, I know you you owned it. Um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna put that bottom. I yeah, I yeah, it's a it's a, it's a high, lovely shoe, lovely box and everything, but better off than wear them. Yeah, yeah. All right, so the end Adidas ZX uh, ZX nine thousand is in the bottom. Uh, next shoe we have the end times New Balance nine nine seven Persian rug. That's the nine nine seven that is sort of had a, the lovely special box with it, the yeah. nice sort of like deep suede red sort of burgundy upper, beautiful looking shoe. Yeah, I I remember the box almost more than the shoe. <laughs> it's, yeah. um, oh, I do like that shoe. Um, I'm going to put that in the middle. I I I'm, I do like that shoe. Um, and like I said, the box is absolutely lovely. Um, yeah, I'm going to put that in the middle. I'm going to put that in the middle. There's there's been so many good end collabs. It, it I'm thinking of what might to come so if you're thinking about what might be to come in an ideal world scott what would be the shoe that i'm about to say next as your final shoe which inevitably has to be top spot i mean you what would you be pick, hoping for obviously you've you mentioned the end samba that would easily go up there nearly any of their saucony collabs would go up there um like the, obviously you've had the hamburger, we've had the fried chickens, etc. They would be up there as a, as an elite level collaboration. Um, they've done a lot of other New Balance pairs as well. Yeah, I mean, there's there, there's a lot of options in catalog. terms of they have a deep catalog. Yeah, they've done well, a very good job in collabs. Your final shoe, Scott, the top spot. I think you're going to be a happy bunny here because we are going with the end times. 
Socony Shadow 5000 Burger. See, uh, the second you said Encolabs, I knew the burger was going to be in there somewhere. You love that shoe. I love that <laughs> shoe so much. I, I love burgers. So I'm a simple man. I, I love burgers. I love Socony. There we go. I, I Putting do two love together. burgers. I, I know, obviously, there was a pair that I, I potentially had the opportunity to get at a very good price, but unfortunately, it was one half size too small. So I was unable one, to uh, purchase it. A one it. half size too small. <laughs> yes, it was it was too small. Um, but there oh, we are. So, dude. yeah, very, very, very sad. But there we go. Well, I hope you're happy with your, your position, Scott. Like I said, the end yeah. Socony Shadow 5000 is reigning supreme. In the middle, we have the New Balance 997 Persian rug. And then at the bottom of the pile, great shoe. But like you said, probably the least wearable, surprisingly, out of all of these. Bearing in mind, one of them is literally supposed to look like a burger. The end Adidas ZX9000 Kiln. Uh, and with that, Scotty boy, I would like to say to all of our listeners, thank you for listening I'm to... Ooh. I'm going to put in there because I'm I'm quite sad. We last what? week we said you were going to provide us with a wine update, and we've had no wine. Oh yeah, it's a Thursday, Scott. I mean, I've I've really been slacking for someone that had a New Year's resolution of being more into wine. I still have not drunk a drop of wine since. I tell Shocking. you what, I promise you, tomorrow, I'm re- we're recording this podcast on a Thursday night. Tomorrow, I'm going to go out buy a bottle of wine, and I will let you know. I will say well, to listeners, if there, we actually have any wine fans out there, I don't. I'm. I'm not flush for cash, so we are not <laughs> going to be. We are not going to be reviewing wines that are hundreds Stains and hundreds Spree's, of Sainsbury's yeah. own wine from a box. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, we're basically. It's going to be so cheap wine that it's not even going to be like a Merlot or Shiraz. It's just going to say Little Red Wine. That's what we're going to be buying. (laughs) No, I will go a little bit fancier than that. I might make a trip to Waitrose, but there is actually some really nice uh, sort of wine shops around here, especially up in Wimbledon Village. Wimbledon, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got some posh places around here. You haven't got wine, but I'll, I'll I'll give you a dad joke. I've still got my book. Oh, yeah, sorry. That's me trying to end the podcast. A dad joke at the end of the episode. Sorry, Scott. What's white and can't climb trees? If the answer's me, I'm going to kick off. A fridge. (laughs) Oh, dear. (sighs) I liked that one, actually. (laughs) So shit. <laughs> I really like that one actually. Oh, it's so oh, dumb. <laughs> well, now Scott's got that out of his system, and uh, to be fair, that has brightened up my evening. So, thank you very much, Scott, and also thank you, listeners, for listening to the Double Up Podcast. Remember, if you like this episode, leave us a five star rating and review, and share the podcast with your friends and family. Make sure you follow at Double Up Podcast on Instagram and use hashtag Double Up Pod to be featured on the Instagram page. You can find me, Matt, at Matt underscore Simply underscore on Instagram. Scott, tell the listeners where they can find you. You can find me at underscore Sneak Teacher. Speak to you next time, guys, and as always. Peace, Manusa. Peace, Manusa, too.